This is Rainmaker FM, the digital marketing podcast network. It's built on the Rainmaker platform, which empowers you to build your own digital marketing and sales platform. Start your free 14-day trial at rainmakerplatform.com. Welcome to the Showrunner, where we have one goal, teach you how to develop, launch, and run a remarkable show. Ready? And welcome back to The Showrunner. This is episode number 67 of The Showrunner. I'm your host, Jared Morris, VP of Marketing for Rainmaker Digital, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Johnny Naster, connoisseur of coffee, uh, lover of sandwiches, and hunter of podcasts, in addition to uh, his many other roles, like host of Hack the Entrepreneur, uh, Amazon best-selling author, digital entrepreneur. He does a lot. And we're so fortunate that he joins us once a week here on the showrunner to lend his advice. Johnny, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, and I'm especially excited about having you for this episode because uh, it was kind of funny. You and I were talking earlier today about what we wanted to talk about for this episode. And we both kind of came to the conclusion that we were a little bit stumped. Not that It's one of those weird things. It's not that we don't have ideas. We have a whole Trello board full of ideas. But, you know, sometimes you're a little bit more excited about going and mining the Trello board for ideas uh, than other times. And for some reason today, we weren't that excited about it. But there was a topic that I was really excited about talking about, and I proposed it to you. And I was very glad that you were excited about uh, chatting about it, too, because as I've mentioned on the show before, I am preparing to be a parent for the first time. Uh, My wife and I are expecting our daughter Sometime later this month in July, the due day is July 29th, Um, but as I'm learning, uh, once you get to full term, she can kind of come whenever she decides she's ready, so uh, we've been spending the last few weeks getting the house ready, getting the nursery ready, all of that, and I started thinking about, you know, I've got to start getting my professional life kind of ready. Obviously, I'm uh, anticipating many sleepless nights, not a lot of free time, all of that from all the books I've read and the wonderful advice I've gotten from many people, but you know, work and life still are going to have to go on to a certain extent. And so you are someone who has balanced work and parenting, and you're currently balancing podcasting and parenting. And so I thought that I would mine your experience and your wisdom to hopefully teach me some important lessons and, uh, you know, get me ready for uh, the life change that is ahead of me. Cool. Sounds like fun. And you're right about the Trello board because as soon as you emailed me, what's the topic we should cover today? Instantly, like on my phone, I have the Trello app, open it up. I looked at them all. And usually when I look at one, just kind of like, yeah, just like kind of get like a spark, like, yeah, totally. Instantly, like ideas are going through my head and like, that's the one. And none of them did it. And then you emailed me, what about this? And instantly I was like, Yes, because all these yes. ideas start going through my head and you just know it's the right one. <laughs> yeah, because we could have taken any of those Trello board topics and done it. But, you know, it's also good to have a general or a genuine enthusiasm at that moment for the topic that you're going to be discussing. So it's okay to put stuff off a little bit if you're not that enthusiastic about it. And we are enthusiastic about this one. So let's indulge that and talk about it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it.
Real quick, uh, we should remind everybody, go to showrunner.fm. If you aren't yet on our email list yet, if you haven't declared yourself a showrunner, this is the way to declare yourself a showrunner is to submit your email address in that form that you will see when you go to showrunner.fm. That way you get our weekly newsletter. That way you will also get our the immediate uh, autoresponder series, the four essential elements of a remarkable podcast so that you understand what those elements are and so that you understand what the pillars uh, of our teaching and our podcasting philosophy are. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of stuff coming down the pike too that you will want to get a hold of and being on the email list is the way to do it. So go to showrunner.fm, hop on the email list. Alrighty. So Johnny, let's talk about parenting advice for podcasters. And clearly I cannot give much parenting advice for podcasters because currently I am just a podcaster. I am not yet a parent. Uh, But I have definitely been thinking about this topic a lot and trying to get myself mentally prepared, trying to get myself physically prepared, um, and just trying to, to get prepared in every way that I can uh, for the life changes that are to come. And I know that a lot of our listeners deal with this. You know, Maybe they have older kids. Maybe they have new kids. Uh, and it's, it's a real, it can be a real challenge. You know, certainly the just kind of the obvious challenges like, you know, how do you find a quiet spot in the house with, you know, a family and kids running around? And then just also, how do you find the time to focus and how do you make sure that you're prioritizing correctly? So there's a lot of different questions that can come up uh, for for podcasters, for showrunners who are parents who are thinking about becoming parents. And so I'm glad that you're here to to lend some advice. What are just kind of your your general thoughts when when I when I mentioned this and when I emailed this to you this morning what were the first things that popped into your head in terms of advice maybe a story what was it what what hit you immediately probably that you're going to have a better <laughs> a better understanding of this right now like I'm I'm living it right so I'm not studying it I'm not thinking about being a parent and a podcaster um but you are because you're thinking about it because you're heading into it, right? It's like, it's basically you're doing just-in-time learning. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I, I don't, like, I don't read parenting books. I don't, you know, it's it, it's just what I live at this point and it's kind of how I do it. So it'll be interesting because you're probably actually going to be able to teach me some things um, to make me think about it differently, which I haven't done. Um, but, I mean, I think... I don't know. I think I just kind of, to me, show running is, is just creating, right? It's creation of something out of nothing. It's, it can be artistic. It can be entrepreneurial. It can be kind of from that vein. And to me, that's something that I really, I really like being a part of my life. I like music. I like art. I like just creation. And so I think as a parent, I just, it pushes me to do more of that myself because I I don't believe in, I don't believe in just telling a kid what to do. I don't believe in just telling anybody what to do. I kind of love to kind of lead by example. Right. Um, and so if if I want and think that my child's life will be more fulfilling or more well-rounded or more worldly, whatever that is, 
that I would like to see her by the time she was 10 or by the time she was 20 now, it would be, which she's not, she's 11, but I'm working on the next 10. Mm -hmm. I just want to, it pushes me to do more of the things that I would like her to see me doing and enjoying and getting satisfaction and growth personally out of. Yeah. And then the rest just kind of falls into place. I'm not trying to force her to be into music. I'm not trying to force her to be into podcasting. I'm not trying to force her into anything, but I'm making like a big sort of like giant wake behind me. Like I'm a giant boat going through the water and she, it's easier for her to follow those paths if she want, because she doesn't have to really break new ground. Yeah. Just to, to kind of try them, you know, see you doing something, see if it's interesting and, and she can see if she likes it. Exactly. Rather than me just sitting there and being like, well, you should like make videos for YouTube and you started, because I actually, I know parents that do that and they know nothing about it. And yet they try and like, you should, and it's like, you don't like, and you're trying to like push. It's really hard to push somebody into a direction. I, I think it's way easier to be sort of just ahead of them and kind of like, here, take my hand and follow along. It's easier if you want. Like, this is kind of how to do it. You can see me make mistakes kind of before it and and that's also a big part of it is like trying things and seeing them not work and see me not get devastated by them see me just kind of like oh i just learn from it and do the next thing i think it really teaches kids that sort of the the life lesson of sort of embracing failure as a learning experience not as something telling you that you're no good at something so that they're not afraid to try new things which they will inevitably fail at early on Right. And yeah. that's a really hard thing. It's a really hard thing to watch your kid fail. It's really hard. It it it, it hurts. <laughs> but you know that as humans, we learn better through our own mistakes than we do by somebody just telling us, no, don't do that because don't touch that because you're going to burn. Your, don't touch that. You're going to burn yourself. And it doesn't matter how many times you tell it, they touch it and they burn themselves. They never do it again. It's just we learn that way. <laughs> it's how <Yeah>. we do it. <laughs> but it's hard, right? So I guess that's to me, it's I I love being a parent because it pushes me to I think be a better version of myself um, because I want to show that example. Yeah, I don't want to just sit on the couch watching TV all night. No, every day. Well, no, because then that's Don't what that's what your daughter might think is the normal thing to do, or is right. the yeah. You know, it's interesting. I mean, that same philosophy is really good for any showrunner to think about when it comes to your relationship with your audience, too. You know, in terms of leading by example, and I mean, hosting this show makes me want to be a better podcaster. You know, because I know that people are watching us and listening to our advice, and we have an audience. And it's interesting, kind of the parallels there. Not that you're parenting your audience. But that same idea of leading by example um, and not always just telling people like you need to do this and you have to do this. There's going to be some of that with podcasting, but you also have to be out there walking the walk, not just talking the talk or you won't have any genuine authority uh, for people to pay attention to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. You, you know, because one of the questions I asked you is how do you raise a child who is enthusiastic about podcasting? Because your daughter... You've told the story before that she actually kind of did her own podcast. Like she has done some podcasting of her own. And it seems to me like the best way to, you know, if you do want to create a child who is, uh, or create enthusiasm in a child for podcasting, you mentioned lead by example, just being enthusiastic about it yourself and showing her that this is an option and maybe giving her some of the tools if she wants to try it, but not necessarily saying, you will be a podcaster. You will try this. Is that, 
is that kind of how she got into it? And what, what was her experience like when she decided to get into podcasting? Well, she was spoiled by Pat Flynn. Um, and, <laughs> right. and he bought her all of the gear. <laughs> so it kind of kind of pushed her into it in that way. But, but I mean, she had seen me doing it at that point and yeah. it, she had already known that like when she looked at, when she was downloading the next good job brain podcast or something like she looked at it and when she listened to it, she says funny things about like how it was sort of produced or something, which I, I love it. Like she, she's a pro, like she's consuming it, but she's also thinking of it from a producer perspective. It's not just something that's made by other people and it never was. And when she watches YouTube videos, she thinks that way now. When she listens to music, she thinks about that. And that's just how it is. And I really like that about her. So when she got into it, she she had the gear given to her, so that was kind of an incentive to do it. Uh, and then she she just rolled with it, and it wasn't like it wasn't like a giant hurdle. Like she didn't know how to do any of it, even though she didn't know necessarily like how to publish on Libsyn next. But she just learned it as she went. But it wasn't it wasn't some grand unknown. It wasn't something that had never been done before because it had literally been done at the exact same desk for her, and she just. Instead of me being in here, she was just in here and she learned. And I mean, I did all of it with her for her first 15 episodes. Um, like I did the editing with her. I did the recording with her, like just sitting here with her. And she just like kind of worked her through like ways she could make it better and like how she could like not be so nervous in front of the microphone. And she got really good at it. But it was a cool, like really cool, like bonding experience and just an awesome way to kind of just hang out. Yeah. So, which helped our relationship a lot. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think the fact that she did that, like she is now actually, which she just shut off, but I don't know if I've told you, she, she came home from her first bike ride of the summer a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was at home. I was just upstairs in the kitchen working and my wife and daughter came in and Sadie was like, Oh, my helmet's too small, Dad. I need a new helmet. I'm like, okay, cool. And so she goes onto the, the internet, of course, and starts looking for a helmet. She finds this helmet that, to me, was like ridiculously, hilariously expensive. And I was like, are you serious? Like, you come home from your first bike ride. Now all of a sudden, your helmet's no good. And I'm like, that's cool, but we could just go to the store and buy one. But like, no, you want this one that's probably three times as much as one I could just buy at the store. And then I was like, you know what? You're gonna find a way to earn the money to do this and she sat there and looked at me and then like then we like sat down just wrote out some ideas and all of a sudden we stumbled across fiverr like just as an idea and then she's like "Mm, what could i do on fiverr she went on fiverr and she found out that voice acting um by kids was like an untapped sort of market and she spent literally three hours from that point she created like a little powerpoint a 30 second video she came down here and recorded it she edited herself <laughs> on her laptop holy crap that's and great she showed it to me she posted it and it took her like four weeks or three weeks and she made like a hundred and like forty dollars and wow paid for the paid for the helmet <laughs> and then holy she shut moly. it down like she paused her account right before we went to europe because she wouldn't have her gear and stuff and she hasn't started it back up again but it was like every day she was getting requests she like recorded radio ad spots for 
a company in Dubai, a company down in Georgia. Like it was crazy. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. What a so, great story. So it's an extension, right? It's just, yeah. all of that is just an, ex- but as she was doing that, I was like, wow, I've just ruined for you. Like in high school, when everybody just gets a job at the fast food restaurant, like I did, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. Cause <laughs> no. like we'd be like heading out to grandma's house for dinner and she'd get like a job post, like a job sent to her and she'd have 24 hours, but she's like, I, I can do that. Like it is just, can, can I have like, say like 15 minutes, I'll get this done and then I'll send it <laughs> off. And so we'd show up like 15 minutes late for dinner and she'd tell her grandma, she's like, but I just made $40. Her grandma would be like, wow, you, that's cool. You're late then. <laughs> wow. What a great so, story. That was from podcasting, right? I mean, she gained yeah. the confidence to to be able to do that. And then PowerPoint and video editing, I don't know where that came from. I think just probably from working with GarageBand and the confidence of creation, I think is what that came from. Yeah. Um, but it's all just the, to me, show running, even for ourselves and for our kids, it's, that's not the end goal. Um, like I don't podcast for podcast sake. I don't podcast so I can say I'm a podcaster. I podcast to, to try and understand, I think my ideas more, I get to talk them out and work them out with smart people. And then also to make a connection and help a growing audience. Yeah. Um, if, if I was doing it within, like if I was literally recording this stuff, putting it to tape and putting that into like a sock drawer and never releasing it to the world, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't spend this much time podcasting. I don't just do it for that sake. I do it for where it takes me, who it puts me around, what I get out of it personally and then, um, sort of externally. Right. So that to me is what it did for, my child as well. And I think we should all think of it that way. Like this isn't the end all be all like your show can grow and do huge things, but it's, it's almost like where it takes you personally, like where it forces you to grow. We have to do uncomfortable things, interviewing people that we've like admired for a long time, doing our first interviews, doing our first monologues. All those things are really tough for a lot of us, but it forces us to grow. And I don't know if we can do that in many other ways. And this kind of pushes us to grow in those ways, which makes us better people. Um, To me, those are the reasons to podcast. And those are kind of the reasons why I'm so thankful that Sadie got into it because it's really pushed her in a lot of those ways. Yeah. We also need to be careful because we may get demoted and they may turn the show over to her if we're not careful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> also true also true this is great this episode is going in such a different direction than i thought it would but i love it yeah i can't even remember what that first question was you asked but i started just it doesn't matter about- <laughs> it doesn't matter your answers are great so okay so so, so let me ask you this then and i mean those, those stories are great that's you know again that's you're you're providing insight that i had never even imagined so let me ask you this, kind of switching gears a little bit, because I think one of the big questions that parents have when it comes to podcasting is just how do you balance it, right? Like, how do you balance the time? How do you set up your your work life and your home life, especially if you work from home, to be able... Because, you know, as, as much... You know, you've talked about these, these awesome experiences you and Sadie have had together, you know, working on her podcast and doing all of this stuff and how much you love creating and showing her, you know, leading by example... But you also need time just to yourself to work and to do this, you know, and just to have the doors closed, have the mic on and be recording. So how do you make sure that you're able to draw some of those lines and you're able to get some separation between, 
you know, your family life and your work life and what you're doing so that you can really buckle down and get your creative work done? Good question. I, I don't really believe in work-life balance. Um, like we've set our life up and my business is up and my podcast up to be, and even like Sadie's education, everything is, it, it just kind of is throughout the day, throughout the week. If it's Sunday or if it's Tuesday evening or afternoon, it doesn't really matter. And I kind of like, like the idea of when one of us needs to create something or do something, if there's time that needs and there's space that needs to be allotted to that, then it's given. Like literally as you were saying this, I could hear my family above me leaving quietly out the door because they know I'm recording. And so they're doing it and they're going to play mini golf with their friends. Uh, and it's, it's just such a part of our life that they're not separate in that way. When I have to sit down on a Sunday afternoon and write a newsletter like Sadie might join me to the coffee shop and she might just read or she might be sitting down to do some schoolwork because she just wants to because on Friday afternoon she didn't want to do it because her friends were going to play at the park and she wanted to do that instead and so she just kind of deferred it to a different time it's we're different than most families in that way Uh, I mean in a lot of ways probably but Mm -hmm. but we've really consciously set up our lives just the way we want them to be um, we, we deal, I guess there's like a lot of things we probably miss out or, or don't get to do like through success or business, whatever you want to talk, or maybe education that we miss out on maybe because we, we really want just what we want and we're willing to give up other things for that. Um, it's, it's just something we do, man. We don't, I used to try and worry about separation and, It was really hard, especially because I was working from home that I couldn't making that clear distinction was just to me, it was just a bunch of added stress and I never fully got to be in either one. Now it's just one in the same, which, and I don't even like, I, I don't work a ton. It's just, we just kind of, things kind of just flow. It's weird. Like we just, that's what we do. If, and when we're like in a different city and we're in a small condo and I need to record, like my family just, my wife has had access to my calendar for the last like two years. So she can see, and she can, if she's setting stuff up for friends to come over or things to happen at the house, then she just like looks at my calendar and she doesn't like, Oh, like John's doing a webinar that day. It's like, obviously I'm not going to bring five kids over at that same time, but it's just really easy. So she doesn't even have to ask me about it. And it's just, and if she like needs me to do something or like Sadie's doing something and I should be there for it, like it just literally, she puts it onto my calendar and it doesn't get cross scheduled. Um, so it's weird. I just kind of contradicted myself because it doesn't really flow in the sense that like we just like take it as it comes. Like it's scheduled lots of it, but it it's not Monday afternoon has to be work. Right. It's you know what I mean? It's it's just it can be Sunday or it can be Saturday and none of us really get like really rigid about it. Well, none of us like work under that sort of calendar. None of us do yeah. that sort of thing. Which I suppose is is simpler to do, you know, when because neither you or your wife have kind of a traditional job or like a nine to five Monday through Friday type job, you know, and Sadie's not going to school on a regular schedule. So I guess that makes it in those cases, it might need to be a little bit more regimented, would you think? You know, do you, would you, do you think you might have to have it? It might not be able to flow quite as well as it does right now. Do you think that would change anything? I think it would be easier. 
Um, I mean, if it was, well, like, I mean, if my wife went to work 40 hours a week and like, I mostly, I mostly like Monday morning, I get up and I start work basically at like 8am. It's just what I do. Like I basically work throughout that schedule. Like most of my appointments are between eight and five Monday to Friday. But I mean, if I'm working on another project or things on Saturdays and Sundays, it doesn't matter. The evenings is what I mean. Like if my wife went to work 40 hours and if my daughter went to school, like it would be obviously a lot easier even <laughs> like, yeah. it would just be like wow i have eight hours a day to myself so obviously i can get in a lot of podcasting if i want to so i don't think like i, I don't think that i've set it up this way necessarily to make it easier i've set it up because it's better for us yeah it just fits us to me i don't like the separation of work and play and life and education to me it's all one it's all just life to me it's just all something that we can all kind of push ourselves to be a little bit better each day in whatever aspects of our life we want to work on right now yeah um and so we don't so i mean we've consciously set it up obviously we can make a lot more money if my wife still worked in like banking and stuff like she did um you know what i mean and if she did then my daughter wouldn't have decided to stay home from school because both me and my wife weren't at home. So there are concessions we've made, but it's how we want it to be. But I think it would be easier, man, if everybody just went to work and school and I was just here like, geez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe the real takeaway though is, you know, that's the thing is there's not going to be a perfect answer. It's not like you can just in this conversation, tell me the three secrets to, you know, figuring out this perfect balance and, and and all this stuff and we can't offer those to the audience but i think in your answer is you know embedded in there is the only answer that really makes a difference which is to be intentional about it and to choose what works best for you and your family and that's going to be totally different you know like my wife is going to be going back to work you know once we you know get done with a, you know the first you know few months with our daughter and our daughter will eventually go to daycare and so i probably will you know, have that kind of block of time during the day. And that's just kind of what will end up working for us. And that's really the most important thing, I think, is to really sit down and look at everybody's schedules, everybody's intentions, everything that's going on, and just be intentional about how you're setting everything up. Because otherwise, you'll just kind of drift here and there, and you may not be optimizing it for you and your family. But if you're really intentional about it, like it sounds like you guys have been, maybe it can't be perfect next week, but over time, maybe over the course of a year or a couple of years, you can get it into this real sweet spot that allows everybody to be able to maximize what they're doing. And I think that's the most important thing. Right. And the next thing is like that it, it it's fluid, right? It's what what is kind of perfect for us this year will be different, I'm sure, next year. I mean, I mean, actually, I guess I haven't even told you, but we're moving to we're moving in less than two months now um, cities to we're moving to Toronto. The and it's it's going to completely change. Like we're going to be not living in a full house anymore. We're going to be living in a condo <laughs> and it's going to change the way I work. And I don't even know how that's going to be yet. Um, like I'm already looking at like co-working spaces and like renting like a room permanently yeah. in a place that I can work at, which I think is going to be really cool and fun, but it's going to be different because 
yeah, if we're in a small spot and I'm doing like webinars and stuff, it's can't, can't be like, hey, everybody's got to leave, got to leave. Like, it's like, well, it's winter and we're, you know what I mean? Like we could do that for short bursts when we're in a city for a month or so. It's kind of like, yeah, it's no big deal because they want to check out stuff. But it's like, well, we've been here for two years. I don't want to keep leaving all the time. Just so, I mean, I have to make sort of concessions and I don't know where that's going to end up. I don't know how sort of our work my work, my work when I have to be in a quiet sort of spot is going to be at that time, like Tuesdays is my big recording day. So Tuesdays will obviously like the, my family can leave and I can record at home. But to be like webinars where I need like a good background and stuff, then I'll just have to go to a co-working space, which is going to be fun and cool. But it's going to change the way we sort of live. And I'm not going to try and kid myself to to know how that's going to look in October or November. I just don't. I just going to I'm going to just flow with it, right? It's like anything to me is like I just have to go see how it is and try things and find out which one works best for us. Yeah. But there's nothing like I mean, when I was in your position and I was like just getting ready for Sadie to be born, like I mean, I didn't have any of this set up. In 5 years I didn't have any of that set up. Like Sadie went to daycare. Uh, we both worked and you know what I mean? Like things were different. Yeah. So, and then I've been really intentional after that to force things to be how I want them to be. I'm really stubborn in that way. I'm really intentional <laughs> and I know what I want at least now and with everything I have available to me. And it's like, this is how I'm going to make my life yeah. and for my family. And I just, I really push a lot of things just to make it for the three of us as good as I can make it. I like it. So we have another bullet point on here. I'm kind of thinking let's save that for another episode. What do you think? Ooh, yeah. I think so. I think this has been, like I said, this, this episode went in some different directions, but I like it. Um, I do. I would like to invite all of our listeners because I know a lot of our listeners, again, you know, have kids, have kind of dealt with it and probably found ways that worked for you. I would love to know, you know, whether it's specific, whether it's general, I'd love to know any advice that you have. Um, tweet me at Jared Morris, J-E-R-O-D-M-O-R-R-I-S. And hey, copy John on the tweet too, J-O-N-N-A-S-T-O-R, because he likes to see him. Uh, or shoot or shoot me an email, jared at copyblogger.com. Um, I would love to uh, to know whatever whatever advice you all have, any pearls of wisdom, even if it's not just about you know balancing work and podcasting with parenting, any of that stuff. It's just general advice, uh, anything. I am I am definitely knee deep in just in time learning, trying to. Uh, <laughs> I, I know there's only so much you can learn, but you know I figure. It's better to be as prepared as possible and to have kind of done some mental reps on things so that as stuff happens, you know, you may not, there may not be the perfect answers out there for certain situations, but I like to have at least thought some things through uh, instead of something happening and it being totally foreign to me. So uh, any stories, any words of wisdom, anything like that, I would appreciate them. Uh, That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's cool. It's going to be good. So this could be be your last episode for a while it's possible we don't know it is we don't know now. yeah this one comes out on july 13th so again the due date isn't until the 29th so could be a couple more episodes but yeah once once she's here then i'll probably take a take a little time off um so we'll see i guess when you don't hear me yeah sadie was born one day after her due date oh was she joanna went into labor one day before her due date oh wow (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) all right (laughs) so 
there's that part too but yeah so it, it it was shocking to me how close and accurate they were from like a year in advance or it's like 11 10 months whatever it is it was like yeah. oh my goodness how are you a day off and really like with the labor the way it was it should have actually been bang on it was like wow that's impressive it is pretty amazing those doctors are smart they are smart they sure <laughs> are all righty uh you want to go with a podcast recommendation yeah let's do it man cool I guess I should ask you first. Do you have a podcast recommendation for this episode? I can. <laughs> no, I, I do. Like, I ended up listening to a podcast yesterday on a walk quickly because I had to interview um, who Tom, Tim Ferriss calls the world's most interesting man. And he's been on Tim Ferriss' show three times now. And so I was kind of stressed, like, oh, my God, now I have to interview this guy? Yeah. Um, and he's really smart. And so I listened to one that came out just a couple of weeks ago, Tim Ferriss, where they literally just sat down at Tim's house uh, as friends and literally just off the cuff chatted. And it was, it was cool. It was interesting. Uh, his name is uh, Kevin Kelly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, hey, 1,000 True Fans. Yeah. And uh, his, getting his new book is on my list. Yeah, mine too now. I hadn't read his book. I just, he ended up on my show um, through some weird way. And wow, man. That's a, was, that's a big get for an interview. It was cool, man. It was, it was a super, it was a, it was, I was almost going to say it was a really good interview, but no, it was a really good conversation. Yeah. I really enjoyed it and we went to some cool places. It was fun. Um, and all I actually just as a side is like, I stuck to my first question cause I was like, I got to, and then I stuck to my last question. And then throughout there, we actually didn't touch any of it. Cause it was like, I was really focusing on that whole sort of just taking the listener through this process with the, and it was cool. It, I think it worked really well. Um, so, so the Tim Ferriss, he was just on and I believe Kevin Kelly's been on three times on Tim's show now, but it was the most recent one. I'll find a link and I don't have, it was, it's called something about a conversation with friends or something. Um, but it yeah. was, it was a really, it, two really smart people. Um, one a fair bit older. Kevin's like 64 years old, I believe now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been literally writing on the internet since 81, he told me. So, it was interesting to see him and Tim talking as friends about some really it kind of scattered, like went so many different places, but it was a cool conversation. Yeah. So but oh, but they talk about so much. Yeah. They talk about AI, different technologies. Yeah. I mean, oh, they go. It, they, yeah. I've listened to that interview. It's fantastic. Okay, cool. So I, so there we go. That's my yeah. recommendation. Okay. In fact, I'll make that my recommendation too. If you're going to go there, <laughs> I'm going there. Um, well, cool. it, the, the other one I was going to recommend is the uh, recent episode of Invisibilia, which is back now. It's called The Problem with the Solution. I found it really, really interesting. I actually listened to this episode twice. I didn't think it was going to be that interesting. And it's one of those I kind of, you know, I got through the first 10, 15 minutes uh, and then found that it just kept getting more and more interesting. Um, but it's basically, it, it starts out talking about how mental illness is dealt with in other countries and... Uh, a, a city in Belgium, actually, that has this really, really unique way of dealing with mental illness and whether or not this would ever work in the United States uh, and some people that have actually tried this. And it's it's really, really fascinating. So I'll leave it at that, but it's uh, the latest invisibility of the problem with the solution. Many of you probably listened to it already, uh, but if you don't, that's a great show in general. Uh, and you should check out that episode. I will. I'm going to check out that episode. Yeah. I haven't listened to Invisibilia in a long time, so I need to get back. It's good. It's so good. All righty. Well, that concludes another episode of The Showrunner. 
Johnny, thank you for all of your advice and for being so open, sharing stories of you and your family. It's always much appreciated. It was fun. It was fun. I hope you're back here next week. Or I hope I, I, hope hope I am too. No, I hope I am too. I'm hoping I'm hoping I still have a couple more episodes. Hey, I want yeah. her to stay in there as long as possible. <laughs> I know my wife's ready for <laughs> for her to be out, but yes, yes, yes. you know, stay in there as long as possible, little one. <laughs> so, so yeah, well anyway, uh, go to showrunner.fm as we told you about in the beginning, get our weekly newsletter, um, make sure that you're notified when we're going to have our public showrunner huddles which are always fun q a's because we love taking your questions hearing uh, what's going on in your showrunning life so that we can help out and add some insight if possible so you can go to showrunner.fm add your email address and that is the best way that you can declare yourself a showrunner so go do that today and we will talk to you next week on another brand new episode of the showrunner take care